lip gloss is popping. My lip gloss is cool. Humanoids, welcome back. It's another week. It's another episode of the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. I'm your other host. I am Sterling. Brian, what's up, man? How you been? It's been a uh, while. It, it has been. We were supposed to record last week, but then your boy went and caught the strep. Wow. So that was cool. Um, so here we are a week later. <sighs> Everybody's Otherwise, getting sick, though. Everybody's getting sick. Yeah, yeah. And I blame these children. <laughs> yeah, because they're gross. Little, little jerks. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's other than uh, getting sick there, which I used to never get sick. And then I got the COVID. And apparently now that's a thing that I do. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, I've been pretty good. Got promoted at work. So that's cool. Hello. You know, <laughs> out here, uh, you know, <laughs> got my own office and stuff. No big oh, deal. <laughs> walls. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you kindly. Uh, let me just say that my predecessor has set the bar very low, so uh, <laughs> I should do quite well. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. I had a spreadsheet today and people were losing their shitballs. Mm. I was like, this is just a basic spreadsheet. You people are very easy to impress. <laughs> I do like a good spreadsheet. I don't make them unless I have to, but I do like it when people make a good spreadsheet. I am, I am often impressed as well. You know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, my spreadsheets are kind of popping, you know, so toot toot. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> uh, I've been good. I've been good chugging along here, you know, keeping busy. We were supposed to record yesterday. Then my stomach decided to rebel against me for like four hours yesterday. So that was fun. Had to send Carl over to get some kombucha because that's like the only thing that seems to make my stomach settle down. But I felt bad because basketball had started and he was like talking about it for the hour, hour leading up to it. He was like, oh, it's about this game's about to start. And then I was like, I really need you to go to the store for me. I'm so sorry. He was like, I bet it was Duke. So it, it doesn't count. It didn't, it, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I was like, oh, but, you know, so now I'm fine. Everything's good. The boy's doing well. Everybody's happy. We're all pretty healthy for the most part, except we did all get this like horrible cold and like we're all still kind of like hacking up every now and then. And I'm like, what is going on? Everybody's sick. That's what I'm saying. Just everybody's sick all the time now. Sucks. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Well, I knew you would be excited about this one. I knew you were pumped for it. What oh. is going on? What is trending? What's happening? Who's got new music coming out? I am going to need everybody to stop what they're doing right now. <laughs> Sit down and listen to the words that are coming out of my face hole. Okay. Andre 3000, music's... Uh, music's cool stepdad who doesn't come around too often 
uh, is releasing an album. Now, granted, it's not going to be the rap album that I have wanted and pined for, but damn it, I'm going to take what I can get. It's going to be, it's the most Andre 3000 thing you can think of. It's going to be an album of flute music. <laughs> I love it. Of course it is. Because that's what he's been doing. He's been walking around. Where was he? Am Philadelphia. I Philadelphia. I was like, it's not New York. Walking around Philadelphia, playing his flute and other wind instruments is my understanding. So of course he was going to do it. He was practicing. He was writing music this whole yeah. time. So yeah, he's just a happy dude who walks around playing his flute, not bothering nobody. And damn it, I, I'm happy about this. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we have reached a point in rap. And granted, this is probably going to be a bigger like uh, a topic that we could dive into. But we're reaching a point in rap where all of our like heroes are now old enough to become like eccentric weirdos. Yeah. Or yeah. like just washed like granddads. Like I was on Instagram the other day and I saw a big boy had his grandson sitting what? next to him on the grill and he's like yeah papa gonna hit him with hit the lobster tails with this orange gotta get it that citrus ain't that right and he's like yeah and i'm like look at that look our at that. rappers they've lived long enough to become granddads yeah he's a grandpa oh my like, god bun b is out here like with a burger restaurant <laughs> like i love it I love seeing like my favorite rappers who used to talk about how they would murder you in your sleep are now like old washed men. Yep. And I, for one, am happy about it because I am becoming an old washed man. Right before we hit record, I just realized that I can now accurately say the statement as a black man of a certain age without it being <laughs> weird. You've, you've done it. You did it. You reached it. I'm proud of you. I made it. You made it. That's that's the goal. No, you're right, though. I like that. I think, to the not, I don't know, because I, I don't want to say, like, they can't rap anymore, because they definitely could, because if, like, Outkast decided to come out with, like, a whole new album together, everybody would be, like, hyped for it. But I think also with them just being like, yeah, we're older. We made our money. We're happy. We're going to do our thing. We're going to be with our grandkids. We're going to play flute music. It's like, yeah, do you. That's awesome. Because you can. Exactly. You don't have to prove anything anymore. Yeah, you don't have to rap. And when you do rap, it's it's something that I think is appreciated at this point. Like when Jay-Z raps, people will be like, oh, he's only rapping about rich shit. Well, duh, he's rich. Yeah, like, he's rich. Yeah, I don't no, want I him out I don't want him out here rapping about how he's selling drugs in Marcy. I'm like, because he's not. He's not. He he's buying that. Basquiat. Yeah. He's he's on the, the coast of San Tropez. He's sitting on his yacht. <laughs> like yeah. he's that's... doing like Tiffany's commercials with his megastar wife. Like that's just that's all it is now. I don't know. So yeah, that of course that's what he's rapping about. I don't want a rapper to rap to me about something that he's not actually doing. Yeah. I like seeing growth. And I think, again, this is probably getting into something that's bigger than me being happy that Andre 3000 has a flute album coming out. But like that's why people, I think, are annoyed with Drake, because he's obviously extremely talented. However, I hate Drake, but keep going. He's talented, but 
he's still rapping about the same stuff he did when he was 25. And I'm like, dog, grow the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I also hate his voice. Hated it since the beginning. I only listened. I did. I have. I've been a Drake hater from the start. And Carl was like, but he's so good. And I was like, no, he's trash. I don't know. It's a stupid voice. I was like, I just want to watch Degrassi. (laughs) That's the only time I appreciate Drake is watching Degrassi. Shout out the wheelchair Jimmy. Where wheelchair Jimmy at? That's the the one thing. Ah. Well, that'll be a fun. I t- I will say TikTok has been hilarious with uh, this new information about Andre three three thousands flute flute album and people trying to like dance hard while this flute music's playing. I was like, God, I love TikTok so much. So I am going to be acting a damn fool when it comes are. out. Like it, 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 I've already warned. Uh, granted, now I have an office, so I can just like close the door. Oh yeah. But uh, please believe I might be in there looking like I'm busy, but I'm not. Oh. I'm listening to Andre 3000 play the flute. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, well, what else is happening out there? I'll tell you what's happening. You thought the uh, the, or- the great Orca uprising was over? You're wrong. Thank because God. the Orcas have gone and they done did it again. <laughs> <laughs> For months. Orcas were assaulting boats, but now it seems like they've moved on to the coast of Spain and Morocco, attacking yachts and sending them to the bottom of the sea. A Polish touring company said on October 31st, one of their vessels, the Grazie Mama 2, was in the Strait of Gibraltar when a pod of orcas targeted it. The animals, which can grow up to 30 feet long, attack the boat's steering fin for 45 minutes. That's so long. That's such a long time. They said the crew is safe, but the boat itself sank at the entrance of the Tanger Med, a Moroccan port. I can't believe this. I love this. I hope this never ends. You know why? One, it doesn't impact me at all. Two, fuck them rich people in their stupid boats. And three, I'm obsessed with orcas. This is like win, win, win for all of us. I love it. Yeah. And apparently they're also, they have like some relation to uh, Gladys. Ugh, even better. God, Gladys so is they, a superstar. They follow this uh, this pod of orcas. And yeah, apparently uh, one orca was taught by another orca that was taught by, by Gladys. Mm. <laughs> So oh. scientists uh, believe that these orcas may be reacting to a pa- uh, past trauma or even more terrifying, they may just be having fun with it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but even that's like the best thing about orcas, right? Is like they like when they ki- kill seals, sometimes they just do it to fuck around. It's not even to eat them. Yeah. It's just they're they they are they are a terror, but like I love it. I love it. So this like, is even better. How this can you how can you hate orcas because there was that pod of orcas that spread the fashion trend all over the country of wearing dead salmon on their heads. That's right. That's right. Oh, they're amazing. I, they're amazing. I can't, I can't help but stand. I can't yeah. help but stand these fashionistas. Shout out to the Queen Gladys. 
<laughs> we here at the Life is Mild podcast will never get a yacht. We would never disrespect your space. Never, never. We love you. We love you, Gladys. And if they ever try to catch you, hashtag free Queen Gladys. <laughs> oh. Well, this story, I think, is hilarious because you and I uh, have talked about these two numerous times and have both admitted to never really watching or knowing who they were before the scandal. But what is going on with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes these days? Well, a couple of days ago on the Twitter, uh, someone I follow said, please go look at TJ Holmes' Instagram. And I was like, well, that can't be good. (laughs) They made a joint announcement revealing that they are collaborating on a new podcast coming December 5th, 2023. Guess where I'll be December 5th, 2023. Uh, uh, So they had their secret workplace uh, romance for those not in the know. Well, Uh, They will have their own podcast called Amy and TJ. And they uploaded a caption, a photo with the caption, and they're holding each other. He's still holding on to them pancakes. Uh, (laughs) On November 1st, they said, how's this for Instagram official? Hashtag silent no more. (laughs) Gross. What? They're the worst. The picture was so lame. I'm sorry. Is the, wait, the podcast is just called Amy and TJ? Is that what it's TJ and Amy? I think it's just Amy and TJ. Uh, but it, yep, Amy and TJ. Yep. So it'll be uh, through the iHeartRadio uh, network. And uh, they will be collaborating on a full slate of upcoming programming. They are the hosts and executive producers. Um, and they go on to say that, quote, nothing is off limits. Clearly, nothing's off limits with these Clearly. two. Clearly, this isn't even me. Whatever. I mean, I don't even know. I just hate them. I hate them. And yet I'm obsessed with everything they do at this point. And I'll listen to this stupid podcast because I'm I'm listening. Yeah, I need to hear it. I also Um, need to know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. It says that they're going to be talking about a myriad of issues. And I'm like, we only care about one issue when it comes to YouTube. So, are you going to talk about your relationship and your affair? Because that's all anybody wants to know. And is it in any of our business? No, I don't give a shit though. Yeah, it's not going to affect me one way or the other. However, I am a messy bitch that loves drama. I love that shit. (laughs) Oh, I love it. When it's not about me, mm, I'm in it. I love it. Mm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. So it says that this will be the first time they've spoken publicly since their names became part of the headlines. Um, November 2022, they were first rumored to be in a relationship. They said that they didn't begin doing anything until they were both separated. Bullshit. Wasn't there a picture of him smacking her ass? Don't, like, don't lie. We saw that picture of them training for the... uh, Yeah. The TikTok of them training for uh, the marathon. Yeah. That look he gave her was not one of, we just started kind of flirting because we're separated. Yeah, no. That's the look of a man that's like, I'm going to make you pay for that statement. Yeah, they were doing it. 
They were doing it way before that. We have eyes. This is the thing. This is sometimes what I don't fully understand about celebrities. Is like when they say shit. Like we can't see them. Where who was it? Who's the youngest Jenner? Kylie, Kendall, yeah. Kylie, 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 Kylie. And she's she said something. Oh, I've never had like plastic surgery done to my face. And I was like, but you realize we can see you, right? We can see you. It's things like that. Oh, we weren't, we didn't get together before we were separated, but we saw the pictures of the two of you and him touching your booty (laughs) out in the world before you were separated. You can't lie to us when there's photographic evidence. I have a lot of friends of the opposite sex. Can't say I've ever walked around and been like, hey, what's going on? What? What? Right on the ass. Right on the ass. Mm -hmm. No. People don't do that. Lying liars. Messy bitches. I'm all in. I'll I'll listen to that whack-ass podcast. I'm going to give them like two or three episodes, but if that shit is boring, I'm I'm out. mm, I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about y'all boring-ass lives. (laughs) I was like, give me, give the people what they want. Well, what's been going on in the world? Good old Mike, good old Mike Johnson. Oh boy, Mike Johnson. What a uh, <laughs> last episode. He uh, literally, the day we recorded, was voted in as the Speaker of the House. Well, uh, he's had some very odd comments uh, come back into the fray uh, now that he's yeah. a little bit more famous. Um, he's the worst. So is his wife. We'll get into her. But uh, apparently, uh, he is a someone who uses a app called Covenant Eyes. Uh, it sounds creepy, and it is, because so apparently it scans all the activity on your phone, your devices, your laptop, and you are assigned an accountability partner. Mike Johnson's accountability partner is his son. His son is 17. So he and his son both get reports on each other about all the things that are on their phones and devices. And he goes, I'm proud to tell you my son has a clean slate. Note, he does not say he has a clean slate, meaning that his son (laughs) has to get a report of the weird porn that his dad is looking up. That is the weirdest shit and okay, so porn aside, and like that Covenant Eyes, wildly problematic, obviously, obvious reasons, whatever. And having your son be your accountability part, I just, I'm so horrified by all of this. But also, can we talk about how this like third party app is just scanning his phone? And he's the speaker of the house. Like, this is a problem. You can't Uh, have a third-party app digging through, going through all the shit on your phone 
when you are in what your what next second third third yeah yeah Yeah, to be the president like absolutely not also covenant eyes is what josh duggar used and found workarounds to still look at child porn so is josh (laughs) you're using a product that josh duggar used exactly he's probably not the best uh best spokesperson for that you know probably not just just throwing it out there (laughs) mike johnson's wife let's like let's talk about his stupid wife first of all she runs some um counseling service which i'm going to use that term very loosely uh that equates being gay with bestiality um it is called onward christian counseling it does marriage and family counseling uh it has a biblical a developing biblical worldview and the group basically just focuses on like same sex or i'm sorry heterosexual relationships but they essentially say like sex outside of marriage is bad sex between two people should only be a man and woman um anything about sexual immorality such as adultery fornication homosexuality bisexual conduct bestiality incest pornography or any attempt to change one's sex or disagreement with one's biological sex is sinful and offensive to god so she's one of those she also has the fundamentalist christian wife voice do you know what i mean when i say that absolutely we went to college with a lot of these people so yes (laughs) that's right right. yeah i I know all about that voice (laughs) when i heard her talk and it's like my husband is such a good man and i am his wife it's that voice it's that fucking high-pitched submissive semi-baby voice it's disgusting i hate it we are yoked together by the lord And yes, he sends my son pornography through his reports, but it's all for Jesus. It's all for Jesus. And as his wife and a mother, that is my duty to only be those two things and nothing more because I have a vagina and therefore cannot make decisions for myself. I, I just don't understand like how people can... And I know I'm preaching to the choir. If you're listening, I to know, this, right, right, like, right, right, yeah. But I, I just don't understand the whole. I gotta get my son or my daughter in conversion therapy, yeah, or right. you could just be like, I don't know, like use Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union as an example. Like they have a trans daughter. They didn't know what the hell to do. Like they don't, they didn't know the right language. So what they do, they didn't send her away to like some conversion camp. Right. They educated themselves exactly. to make things better for their daughter. Because that's what you do as a parent who loves your fucking child. And it's like statistically, we know that trans kids that aren't accepted or gay kids bisexual lesbian kids who are not accepted by their parents have much higher rates of suicide or suicidal ideation higher rates of depression and anxiety like these are this is just fact 
So like yeah. these fuckers, Mike and whatever his wife's name is, because I don't know, like Kelly, Kelly, they just suck. Yeah, they're just they're ter- like whatever. Fuck them. I can't believe he's our speaker of the house. Look, as long as my kid does not come home to me and say, "Hey, I like the Boston Red Sox," we cool. We're cool. I don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like one, you is. Baddie, yay or nay. I don't care about the gender. Get <laughs> yeah. somebody that's a baddie for you. Cool. Cool. Treat Done you right. Cool. Yep. You treat them right. Cool. Great. Hand me the remote. Yes. Please clean your room and wash <laughs> Get your the hell out the way of the TV. Yeah. It's almost time for Bob's burgers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mike Johnson sucks. Uh, so much. He's also on the board of a fundamentalist publishing co- company called Living Waters. The CEO, Ray Comfort, who he's really good friends with, stated in a podcast last year that monkeypox is an inevitable and appropriate penalty for being gay. Uh, Mike Johnson's also a member of the Freedom Caucus, and he just endorsed Trump for president. So all I'm saying is that, you know, he is our kind of people and he will get our vote when he runs for president. My okay. thoughts on Mike Johnson. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> it's so true. He sucks. What a shitty person. And I love that it was like, I had no idea who this fucker was. And now he's has so much power and he's so banana cakes i don't but apparently like according to um uh what's his name kyle uh griffin i believe his name is he's a um he's a journalist i follow on twitter who reports on pretty much like trump maga Mm -hmm. like shit uh apparently like mike johnson's already running afoul of his like base <laughs> like in congress so i'm like you people can't get shit done they can't get shit done what did, why because he passed that budget thing that like because i guess because he was willing to work with democrats oh how terrible to work with the other group of people that represent america right and did you see that republican from texas today like lose his shit <laughs> like the guys that wanted to fight no, 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 not that guy. Those guys are funny. Um, this guy was like, um, what can we as Republicans say that we have done? We haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> what have we passed? Basically, he was like, what happened to the party that I love? <laughs> he mad as hell. That's he was hilarious. like, we can't get anything passed. What are we, basically, what the fuck are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing? It's true, though. Yeah, I'm like, well. I'm like Hakeem Jeffries, like, that's y'all problem. I ain't, I'm, yeah, I'm not that. I'm not stepping in to help y'all with shit. <laughs> they are a mess. They are a mess, those Republicans. And that's being very, very, very polite. It is. <laughs> well, you know me. I am so polite, Brian. You're such a lady, like you don't I'm curse. Not, I never. Um, I am that. I am such a lady. You and you and Carl are truly yoked by the word of God and you know, just 
Just <laughs> loving love. <laughs> you guys just live, laugh, love. And, you know, I really respect that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what my God. Going on? What's been going on with Trump? He had a bad day in court. What else has been going on with him? Uh, he had a bad week in court. Uh, because... <laughs> I don't pay attention to well, anything Trump related, I've realized. How's it going? Uh, we just got joined by uh dog of the show, Ernie. Hello. Mm. How do you do, buddy? The puppy. Well, yes. Uh so last week was the most dramatic phase of uh his fraud trial in New York. Um several of the family had to make the trip to Lower Manhattan to answer questions from prosecutors. Hi. Carrie, say hi. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, several had to, okay. He's okay? He's okay, yeah. <laughs> He's just laying on the bed. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, several of the family had to make the trip to New York to answer questions from Letitia James. And it was pretty much a disaster from a legal perspective, according to Nima Rahamani, a former federal prosecutor. Uh, he believes that Mr. Trump is, quote, going to lose this case and he's going to lose it badly. <laughs> and a worst case scenario for Trump, Arthur Ingeron, the judge, could bar him and his defendants, fellow defendants from doing business in New York and issue fines of at least $250 million in penalties. Yowzers. The most harmful testimony came from old Trumpito himself when he took the stand on Monday and he called Letitia James, the attorney general, a political hack, declared <laughs> the case a disgrace, and he attacked Judge Angeron. So at several points, uh, the judge asked the Trump's lawyers to rein in his behavior. And uh, basically, they looked at him and said, what can we do? <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Well, yeah, good. I don't, you know, I just don't. I just haven't paid attention. I think I usually will get like a snippet or something here and there, like a rundown real quick. But man, I'm always just like, I guess I'm waiting. Like, just let me let me know when I should celebrate or cry. Like, these are my options. Like, do I celebrate or do I just get mad? So I don't know. That's where I'm at with this. But I mean, he basically just like already admitted to fraud. <laughs> yeah. Like, so documents that he's using to... um boast his properties like Mar-a-Lago and 40 Wall Street um, were, they were deemed to be false. And on the stand, he boasted that those properties were in fact worth more than their value on paper, but acknowledged that at least one of his properties may have been overvalued. That's what you're on trial for. That's what you're on trial. You can't say that. You just admit it. <laughs> He's um, a prosecutor questioned him about the size of his penthouse which he claimed was over 30,000 square feet, but really took up just over 10,000. He believed, Trump believed the claimed square footage was quote high, but then he began to throw around larger estimates of the oh size. My oh my God. 
And then he admits that he had given his input and that some of the on some of the values. So basically, he can't say that like I got bad advice. He he was the one giving the advice. Well, so no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. This is bad, and people still love him. What a liar! Oh, this is bad for him, not for me. It's Not funny. For me. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I did see hilarious. that um his sister passed away. I and that. I was like, can somebody check his whereabouts? Because I don't want to be that guy, but, but for I'll real. be that guy. Yeah, for real. Because that's what happened to his wife. What's her name? Ivanka? Ivana? Mm, Ivana. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was just quickly buried on the property so then he could call his uh golf course a cemetery and not have to pay taxes not have to pay taxes can't dig it can't dig up on a private cemetery what a piece of shit terrible human actually you know what that's disrespectful to pieces of shit shit (laughs) does have a purpose they serve it serves a purpose in a lot of ways so you're right Processes waste, gets it out the body. I get it. Um, Trump has zero purpose other than to piss me off. (laughs) Make everything fucking terrible. Mission accomplished on that end. Yep. Well, something fun and kind of cool. I love these kind of lists, if you will. You and I are big TV people. We both consume a lot of television. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter last week came out with 50 best shows of the 21st century so far. So I was reading through this and I was like, all right, so we'll we'll hit the top five because I think we're in agreement with quite a few of these. Yes. But uh, going through it, for me, you know, there were some obvious choices that were on the list. Sex in the City was at 50. I'm, I'm going to say yes because you can't. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. I love Sex in the City. I didn't watch the show. I would say that it's probably a little bit too low, given that it, given its like cultural, like I agree, impact. But I, I digress. Uh, Band of Brothers was on there. I was a big fan of Band of Brothers. Insecure. I was fucking excited for that one for sure. Uh, Game of Thrones. Now, of course, it had to be on the list, but it was at twenty eight. And I think if it hadn't sucked and had one of the worst endings ever, it would have been in the top five. That's my I think, take. well, it's at 30. It's at 30. And I think that's criminal. The last season was not the best. And I hated the ending. Yep. However, I still think it's like a top 10 show of all time because of the you know, the eight seasons prior to that last season, which they kind of had to throw together because George R. R. Martin can't finish a fucking book. But I, I digress. But I think that's why I think, because think about it. Think about it. I don't know anybody. I was fucking into Game of Thrones, obsessed. I have not rewatched it, even during COVID, even during COVID, where things are getting rewatched. I don't, and maybe you rewatched it, but 
I don't know anybody else who rewatched it. I didn't rewatch the whole series. I rewatched things like The Bell of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. That was um, so good. Oh, God, that was so good. Um, stuck in the middle and like suffocating. I remember, like, I was like holding my breath. Anxiety. I had yeah. such bad anxiety. I realized, like, oh, I am not breathing because he's not breathing and I'm freaking out. Oh, uh, and just like, how they like everything was just like silent and you can only hear yeah. his breasts. Oh, I was like, this is just quality television. It was, it was great. But I think that's why it was so low. I do. I think that people, I think it's a recency bias. Yeah. I think people were fucking mad and you're just like, whatever, fuck the show. Because you know, the ending was awful, just an awful, awful ending. But some surprises were on this list for me that I was actually yes. very, very happy about. Uh, South Side, Comedy Central show, takes place on the South Side of Chicago, three seasons. When HBO became Max, or when HBO Max became Max, and like uh, they were buying up all this stuff and canceling shows and getting rid of things, South Side was one of the casualties of this. And this show is so fucking good and like we'll talk about 30 rock a little bit later but i think that the absurdity of 30 rock led to a lot of other tv shows having that absurdist humor and i think Southside was one of them that got to like do it but you don't get to see that with like all black casts for the most part and it takes place in chicago and it, it was just, it's one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. And I was so happy it made the list. It was one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, 30 for 30, the ESPN docuseries. Because as somebody who doesn't like sports, <laughs> to be fully invested, I loved it. And then the other surprise that I was really happy about is Reservation Dogs. This came in, I think, at like number six. Yeah. And three seasons. I haven't watched the third season yet. It just ended. I I recommend this show to everybody. This is, the, the, I don't know why this show hasn't been nominated for more awards. I think it won a Peabody, but it should be winning everything. Um, it's on FX. It's on Hulu. Reservation Dogs. It is spectacular television, in my opinion. I agreed with a good portion of the list. Um, I was very happy to see Atlanta yeah. um, get some love. I was happy to see um, I May Destroy You. Yep. Um, Fleabag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't really feeling orange as the new black being on there just because the highs were super high but the lows were so bad to the point i don't think i ever even finished the series it got so bad i didn't finish it either i was like i i couldn't like the um the protagonist what the hell is her name yep um she was just so unlikable yep i was like you are just i mean laura prepon was great in it um i mean everybody acted like great like yeah they did the best they could with you know the material but it was just like oh god why should I like any of you people (laughs) yeah I agree I didn't even finish it I think after like they kind of took over the prison 
and then there was like the riot then i was just like i think i'm done i don't know yeah, it was like season i think i made it to like season three it it fell like victim to like the weeds thing like weeds yeah. was so good and then when it got bad like it fell off a cliff it wasn't yep. like a, a quit it wasn't oh. like a, a a steady decline in quality like it was just bad like overnight wasn't it the same creator or am i ma- am i making that up i feel like they might be i think they might be but you're right because weeds did that same thing we were like what a good show and then you're like good lord this is just terrible now once they left the suburbs you're like well what's the point that was a whole purpose yep same creator yep see (laughs) see (laughs) boy Jinji kohan she can write three seasons of a tv show write the hell out of three seasons and then it fails but yeah Um, i thought it was cool they had um the daily show yeah Um, because i don't think the daily show gets like the props for being like a good tv show i think it gets its props for being like you know how a lot of us can ingest news because it gives it to us with a little spoonful of sugar because the world's a dumpster fire exactly um but it is like a really well done show as well the deuce was on there and i don't know anybody that actually watched this show did you watch the deuce i had never even heard of it to be honest yeah it's like it was on HBO. I think it had one season. I think it's about sex workers. Maggie Gyllenhaal, James Franco, some other people are in it, but like it was numbered like 37. I've never, I've, no one I know even talked about this show. Yeah. So I was, that was a surprising one for Basically, me. Basically, if I didn't get a text from Wogan about it, yep. I'm not really going to consider it worthy of this list. <laughs> yeah because he he always got some good tv wrecks and i'm like let me check it out like if i'm like done watching like a bunch of series he can expect a text from me like what do i watch next yep shout out to wogan for getting me in the succession oh yes yes uh better things and girls i thought were ranked way too high first of all i don't better things i think i got through two seasons of that show because her daughters were awful yeah her kids on that show made me i was like nope no i mean you need discipline what's going on you're all terrible terrible people so i couldn't stomach it and girls don't get me wrong like yep lena dunham problematic all of that but i liked girls i watched it i enjoyed it but it was ranked like number eight i I recognize why girls should be included in the top 50. Having it in the top 10 to me is, no. I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> to me, it just wasn't, granted, I'm not like the target audience. I just, yeah, nah, I'm like Randy Jackson. So no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it and I watched it, but even the fact that it like ranked higher than Sex in the City and Insecure and Game of Thrones for that matter, like, yeah, no, no. And don't get me wrong. I really liked that show. I did not like how it ended, but I liked that show quite a bit and really enjoyed it. And, you know, you get any show where there's like four friends, women, you know, Golden Girls, Living Single, Sex in the City, 
<laughs> right. I would put Golden Girls above Girls. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Insecure, like any of these, like I'm gonna watch four women be friends. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah, number eight. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, putting it above like Breaking Bad, Deadwood, yeah. um, like you said, Sex in the City. Like, granted, again. I'm not the target demo for Sex in the City or Girls, but if I had to choose one, I'm probably going to choose Sex in the City. I'm going to pick Sex in the City. I think I think a lot of people would. I just I did. believe I was a side note. I was tricked into watching a full season of Sex in the City in one sitting uh, by you and I believe Alicia <laughs> and Allie. Hey, B Tump, what you doing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> want to come over hang out we're just watching tv ah cool i'm not doing anything come over what the hell are we watching oh sex in the city okay all right well just one or two episodes no no we're just gonna keep watching all right okay that's cool we'll keep rolling through somebody got those dvds that's how old we are somebody had the dvds so we're watching them we uh yeah we uh we powered through it <laughs> uh some shows were missing and these were a surprise to me. First of all, Bob's Burgers obviously should have been on this fucking list because it's a masterpiece. Shit's Creek was not included. Also a big surprise. And The Office. Now, I yeah. here's the thing. I watched The Office up until like mm, Jim and Pam got married a little bit after that. And it started to fall off for me. I haven't rewatched it. I'm not like one of those office huge mega fans, but it's the office. Like people are obsessed with the office and it did not make this list. That is surprising. Another surprising one was uh, the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it's probably the most important episodic like family sitcom. I yeah. think of all time, like there is no Bob's Burgers or, um, you know, things like that without, you know, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, Homer, and Marge. Like, right. <laughs> you got to give, like, if you're doing the 50 greatest TV shows of all time, the one that's been on TV for damn near 30 years should probably get a little bit of love. Yep. Well, it's the 21st century, but still. Oh, yeah. But, and, and, but still, because they even said in the report, like, some of these shows started in, like, the 90s and continued to the early 2000s. And so they still, so, like, to me, you're right. Like, The Simpsons still should have been on there because it's been the past 20 Came out in 89. <laughs> like, the 23 years of the, like, it's got to make the cut. Yeah. So, Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, Better Call Saul, I thought was a little bit too high. I haven't um, watched it, but I haven't watched Breaking Bad either. I know. I've uh, watched one season of Breaking Bad and one season of Better Call Saul. So maybe I... Wait, I, maybe I did. I watched, I watched the first season of Breaking Bad and I enjoyed it. And then I just didn't watch it anymore. No, yeah, no, it was the same. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that it was bad. It's just other things were on TV and I just haven't turned around and streamed it. Nope same i pretty much agreed with their top five maybe not in that order i, I probably wouldn't have 30 rock in the top five but... i wouldn't have i wouldn't either so the top five are the wire comes in at number five 
30 Rock at number four, Succession at number three, The Sopranos at number two, and number one is Mad Men. So I, I'm not upset with these, but I wouldn't have had 30 Rock. But also, again, then we, I think 30 Rock was like that weird absurdist comedy that le- paved, the, paved the way for a lot of other mm-hmm. shows. So where, like I said, we got Southside because of shows like 30 Rock and not, and even like shows like Atlanta. Yeah. Because Atlanta has that weird absurdist view of things at times where we, we were more open to it. And I don't want to give like, I don't want people to be like, oh, you're just crediting like Tina Fey for doing all this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like. that show paved the way for like more opportunities for us to enjoy this weird humor people realize oh folks like this and it's like yeah yeah i mean no 30 rock then we get no donald glover then we get no atlanta yeah Yeah. blah 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 yeah um the wire at five is that one's bothering me of course it is that's that would be at your number one spot i think absolutely um the wire is to me the best like tv show based off of like just everything that they cover they go from the streets they cover the politicians they cover the media they cover the school system they cover the docks (laughs) like where the drugs are coming in like they cover it all like and they do it well Like, even the, quote, worst season, which was season, I believe, season two, um, where they did the whole, everything was by the docks. That was um, still such a good season. It was so good. And I'm like, see, y'all are just shitting on it because Ziggy Sabatka was such a shithead. Okay. Like, this, this show, again, chef's kiss. Yeah. Um. Succession, I don't know if I'm falling victim to like recency bias, um, but I wouldn't have been mad if somebody said number two. (laughs) Yeah, I would have been happy with Succession at number two. I get why The Sopranos was number two, because even though I never finished The Sopranos, like I used to come home when I was in high school and I would like come home. I used to work at Contempo Casual, Wet Seal, that was the store. And on Sundays, I would come home and my mom and I would watch The Sopranos together because that show was so fucking good. But su- Succession, man. I don't know. You just never really saw any. I guess both of them, though. You never saw anything like Succession. Yeah. Where like, it's like, how do you make a show about a bunch of people that are awful, fucking terrible? You don't care about any of them because you think they're all garbage but you still kind of weirdly care about them yeah the writing was impeccable because that was like that's a weird thing to like manage once you realize that they're all garbage humans and you accept that then you are fully invested in this this whole game that they're playing also with succession where i think it gets the edge over sopranos like the last season of sopranos while it wasn't bad it wasn't like great yeah uh, and of course like the infamous last scene of sopranos whereas right. with succession Oof. jesus christ like that Oof. that was Oof. a hell of a last episode yeah like you want to talk about going out on top yeah like 
they, they nailed that shit. They nailed that whole last season. That last season was spectacular. It was so well done. You think you know where the story's going? And yes. I won't say what happens, but like literally two episodes into the season, you get kicked in the throat by the writers <laughs> who say, you think you know our job better than us? No. The fuck you do. They killed it. They nailed it. The whole episode of them on like the boat all together. Like uh, at Connor's you know, wedding. Connor's what? Oh my yeah. gosh. It was that series, the funeral. Man. Uh, <laughs> Man, that last season was so good. Look, I want Karen Culkin to get all the awards but i also want jeremy strong to get all the awards and i want sarah snook to get all the awards and i want brian cox to get all the awards and who's the guy that played uh tom wom's games yeah Yeah. give him some too even cousin cousin greg they were all so good when 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 the uh when shiv and tom were fighting like their fight on the balcony I don't even know. The, they they did it so well. And like this. It was I so mean it was, and it was so meticulous and it was oh, so sharp and it was so smart. Because they and it's fought like, like a couple fights when they hate each other because they kept getting each other where it fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not just two people screaming at each other on a balcony. It's like I'm taking cutthroat like I'm aiming for the jugular. Yeah. I know what's going to make you cry and question who you are as a person like on that balcony because we've been together because we were in a relationship. Mm. So apparently Succession is our number one show of all time because it's still giving us so many emotions. (laughs) Clearly. But I'm not mad at number one because Mad Men Mad Men was so long ago but you and I and Julia would watch that show every week together when it was on. We turned it into a Sunday dinner club. Yep. We, we would, would eat dinner yep. and then we would drink wine and watch Mad Men. And watch Mad Men. And like, I remember season, I think it was season four was the absolute pinnacle of television for me. Where that's when he was dating Faye. Because he and Betty had broken up. He had moved into that new place. It like opened up with him like swimming laps. And he was like lighting a cigarette outside of the building. And I was like, okay, Don Draper. <laughs> like he looks so fine. I was so mad at him <laughs> about Faye. But I oh, that, yeah. I know. I'm still mad. If I I'm saw John Ham in the street, I'd probably swing on him. Because <laughs> that season, that's when she was introduced. She's so smart. She's an like, adult. She was an, an adult. adult. And he was used to dealing with children. Oh, he, that's when we got like the black secretary, Don was there and like deal, like getting glimpses into like just the racism without the overt racism that they would deal with in office Mm -hmm. spaces. And Joan was like moving. It was that season four was the absolute best season of television. I think like one of the best seasons of television ever created. So Mad Men, even though like it, the ending wasn't like maybe ideal, it was fine. Cause I was like, how do you end a show like this? Like, there's no way to wrap it up or 
blow it out of the water. It's just going to kind of end. <laughs> there was a, I, I did like that it kind of opened the door, like not overtly, but like there were like rumors like, oh, Don Draper is, um, uh, what's his, D.B. Cooper. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I could see it. I could see it. And then I'm your okay. whole mind like starts running away mm-hmm. with like D.B. Cooper, Don Draper, like fantasies. Yep. Like, I, so I enjoyed the show for like, besides the obvious reasons that it's just amazingly written. Yeah. It was Shout good. out I to could... Roger Sterling. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I like this list though. I wasn't totally upset with it. I was upset about some of the rankings and some of the things that were missing, but the top five, I think outside of the maybe 30 rock, I am fully happy about these top five choices. Yeah, yeah. I Like I said, I probably would replace 30 rock with Game of Thrones. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like, I would probably put Bob's Burgers, but... <laughs> I would put Bob's Burgers at like 10, where they have yeah. BoJack Horseman. I don't yeah. know if I'd... I like BoJack Horseman. I don't know if I'd put it on there as like one of the top 50 shows of all time, though. Because, I mean, it's a fucking drag to watch. It is. And I feel like it's still television. Like, you need to, like, enjoy it on some yeah. level. And while I can recognize, like, this is, you know, well-written, it's funny, but it's not, like, haha funny, and it's not, like, it's just not fun to watch. No. No. Like, you have an existential crisis, like, after you watch BoJack because it that we always talk about it as being one of like the best shows about mental illness and it's like but that's not always fun to watch because mental illness is serious so i put it i put it in that class of like um and obviously they're not the same but um like 12 years a slave where it's like i can recognize that this is fantastically written it's beautifully acted and it is a marvel of modern cinema now i never want to see it again <laughs> yep 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 exactly like i think i went through bojack horseman like beginning to end once and i'm one who will rewatch a tv show ask carrie it annoys the shit out of her yeah, I um <laughs> I have not rewatched Bojack Horseman. I don't. I never even finished it. It started getting like way too heavy, and I was like, you know, since I do this for work, I don't want to do it during my entertainment. Like mm-hmm. that's how it felt. Where I was just like, I'm getting stressed out because this person's making terrible choices, and I can't let. Like I was just like, it's too much and it's too hard. Yeah, I would yeah. get up and like have to walk out the room, but where I could still hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, this is not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I just like, I think this list was good. Like I said, there were some things that were missing, like Bob's Burger, Shit's Creek. I think Shit's Creek was a real surprising one to me because that. That's a rewatch for so many people. I loved it. It was very original and different. I enjoyed it more than I liked Fleabag. And I liked mm-hmm. Fleabag quite a bit. But they yeah. were kind of on around the same time. And um, when Schitt's Creek was getting nominated, Fleabag got nominated and like swept everything. 
Um, so to me, it was like, oh, this is surprising because like that's there aren't any other. There's not a show like that, I don't think. So like that was a real disappointment to not see Shit's Creek mentioned yeah. at all. No, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, there are a couple of shows where I'm like, you know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin, yeah. Uh, You know, I'm like, okay, I mean, I think Shit's Creek might be better than those shows, but to come up with a list of 50 TV shows, somebody's, you can nitpick anything, so. You can. I won't, I won't be an (laughs) a-hole. Top to bottom, I think that it's a, a pretty good pretty good list although i am upset they did leave arrested development off yes yeah that's another one yes that's so i'm just saying just throwing it out there there were some choices that were on there that i was like i mean i guess i mean some of them i didn't see like i didn't see the crown i Um, watched the first few seasons it's good it's it's a good show it's like a I used to put it on while I was working because there wasn't a lot of action on the screen. They're just talking a lot. So I didn't have to see it. Mm-hmm. And I knew if there were like a long silence, I would look up because somebody was glancing at somebody else. <laughs> it's fine. The crown is fine. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I like it. It's enjoyable, but I haven't even finished it. So whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That That's all I got on it. <laughs> yeah. There was things like miniseries like Station Eleven I never watched and I watched it. It wasn't, it's not something I'd be like, this is one of the 50 best things ever created for television. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd ever say that. No. Good. It was good. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> so, but overall, yes. Overall, decent list. I give it a B plus. <laughs> yes. I agree with that grading system. Can I get it again? Sweet, yeah. Well, I think we have sufficiently conquered our uh, technical difficulties and (laughs) visits from executive producer of the show, Ernie the Dog. Um, Sterling, who in the year of our Lord, 2023, can get it? Well, Brian, uh, my runner up this week is uh he used to be like my number one dude back in the day i think when i was like in college maybe or maybe oh yeah yeah i was big time into this guy he's got a new show out i haven't watched it but i might check it out uh clive owens so i don't know that big british bastard he can get it he's been able to get it for the past 20 years so the man knows how to wear a sweater He's so gruff, and I love it. Uh, but my winner this week, because I've been seeing her all over the place, and I think it's because her new show that she's executive producer of, Rap Shit, which I only watched a few episodes. I couldn't really get into it because it's just clearly not made for a 40-year-old woman, is what I've decided, uh, is Issa Rae. She's so beautiful. She's been on every magazine, every Instagram feed. Like she's with Marie Claire. She was on Glamour. Uh, she was being interviewed on TikTok for a bunch of different things. And like in everything, I was like, you make me laugh and you look so damn beautiful. I'm obsessed with you. 
please be on a new show so I can watch you because I love you, Miss Issa Rae. Issa Rae looks so good that whenever I see her, I react like I just had very good barbecue. <laughs> like, I, I will see her and then she'll flash that smile and I'll just be sitting there going, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> maybe even do a little dance in my seat because... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> just I love her so <laughs> much and she's so beautiful like if I saw her in real life I would I would scream like a girl like a fangirl like oh my god like I would do that how embarrassing so I hope I never see her because I don't want to embarrass myself like that I had an old co-worker who posted how they saw her in LA and they're like shut up you're you're prettier in person like what the <laughs> shit <laughs> like she was pissed off like yeah. what the shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right so it is that time again who brian can get it i'm glad you asked my runner up this week I have I have carried a torch for this woman <laughs> since I was probably nine years old, eight years old, somewhere in there. Miss Danielle Fischel. Nice. You may know her as Topanga. Topanga. She was a baddie then. She's a baddie now. Like I I don't I don't even have a reason. Like it's not like she's got a new show or something coming out. Yeah. I I just happened to be scrolling the the uh instagram and <clears throat> i was like oh well look at you you're still you're still very attractive <laughs> that's nice <laughs> yeah uh, it's the clive owen effect right like it's just like oh i don't well, really i don't really need a reason like yeah. it's just like damn yeah um uh, but my winner this week Someone I've been a fan of for a long time. And if you know me, you know I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. You know I love certain actresses in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is one that has been overlooked by yours truly for far too long. And damn it, today that comes to an end. Mm -hmm. So with respect to Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> and all due apologies... This week's winner is Miss Brie Larson. <laughs> That's right, Brie Larson. Uh, she plays. <laughs> she's in the uh, the new movie, The Marvels. Mm -hmm. um, she is uh, obviously very beautiful. She has a weird relationship with same not weird. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is like her biggest like supporter. Yes. To the point where it's like it's his daughter and he's just yeah. like figuring out how Instagram works. So he just replies like, yes, queen slay on all of her pictures. It's fantastic. She's gorgeous. She catches a lot of hell from the incel nerds, yeah, um, she but she still kills the role to me. So I haven't seen the Marvels yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be fantastic because all Marvel properties are. Um, <laughs> so shout out to you, Brie Larson. Good choice. <laughs> good choice i love her i'm a big fan of hers i don't know i feel like her one of her first roles was in this show called like united states of Terra. i remember um, that show yeah i was like this girl can act her ass off and then just like seeing her and stuff and i was like i like her i like her also like 
Chadwick Boseman was a fan and Samuel L. Jackson are fans. And she was like in that Beyonce video. Was it the Beyonce video? Am I it was. That? I forgot about that. Yeah, where there was like a table of them. All the women, so, Jessica Chastain was also on there too. Uh, you saw I tagged you in there. <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, God damn, she's hot. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw when I opened up Twitter. I was like, good God, you are gorgeous. <laughs> I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good choices. Good choices. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> we did it. It has been, we did it. We covered lots of movies and shit or TV shows. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm old. It's been a day. It's We're been old. A day. Leave us alone. Oh, it's a free product. <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best out here. Uh, well, this has been another episode of the Life is Mild podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Sterling. I'm your other host. I'm Brian. We'll see you next time. Bye.